Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean Taylor Jr. And I'm your host, Sean Taylor Sr. Coming to you on another beautiful Monday night. Yep. We are wrapping up the first week of the NBA season. Yes, sir. Can you believe it's been a whole week? Well, I guess technically tomorrow will be a week, but this is the seventh day since we started the season last Tuesday. I mean, it's kind of crazy already. I mean, you know, we've seen a couple of crazy and amazing, excuse me, things happen. Um, things we're not expecting to happen. And um, I, I, I honestly don't know. After seeing this week, I don't know how the season could really go because it was just so crazy and I, I really didn't see all this stuff coming. So. Oh, yeah. Well, crazy like, like what? Like what we watched last night? Yeah. What game I, was that? That was the Brooklyn Nesteris, um who was it? Um, Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. When um, um, Jay Crowder got the inbound, he passed it to John Morant. He ran all the way down to about the three-point line. And then um, Jay Crowder was on the trail. And then um, Ja, he passed it to him. He gave him like a little like a little dump off. And then Jay Crowder shot it right in the dude's face and, you know, just cast it just straight in. <laughs> and then Memphis ended up winning by one in overtime, right? Yeah. Yeah, some other crazy things is like um, the Clippers gave it to the Lakers pretty good. Yeah. And then turned around and lost to the Suns. Yeah. Right? And like Patrick Beverly and Devin Booker were going at it. Now, I know Patrick Beverly is a dog, but uh, I, I've openly questioned um, Devin Booker's toughness, so I wouldn't have seen that matchup, uh, you know, kind of taking shape. But Devin Booker did not back down at all, and as a matter of fact, he ended up with thirty points in the W. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little while for me to to see that as well. So, yeah, I was amazed when I saw that. I just looked, um, looked on my phone and I saw, um, you know, Suns um one 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 thirty to one twenty two. I was like. Right, what? almost like, a double-digit win, right? Yeah, I was I was amazed. I was yeah. like, I, now I knew a, a team had to beat this team at one point in the season, but the but the Suns and like <laughs> and like already too, right. like after they they beat the Lakers, I was like, they about to go on some ten game win streak, some some crazy ten twenty, uh, some maybe something like that. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's also crazy because like the the Clippers are known their defense. Everyone said this team is going to be a nightmare defensively and they showed flashes of that against the Lakers. So to give up 130 points to the Suns um, without DeAndre Ayton, not that DeAndre Ayton's a big time scorer, but he is a, a really good player. I think he averaged like mm-hmm. 14 and 8 last year. Yeah. Um, and so he's a, a, you know, a starter on that team. So he uh, obviously got suspended uh, for violating the, the league's uh, substance um, policy or substance abuse policy. I don't know the exact terminology, but he's been banned 25 games. So that's another kind of crazy yeah. um, thing to happen. Uh, I know he's appealing right now through the Players Union, so we'll see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for yeah, them to hang 25, I'm sorry, 130 points on a team that's supposed to be like a defensive stalwart going forward in the league, I thought was pretty pretty amazing as well. Yeah, and you know, um, Another thing is that Kelly Oubre, that game actually also had 20. So, I mean, they both combined for 50. So, that's... Who, him and Devin Booker, Yeah, right? him and Devin Booker. So, that's kind of amazing that they did that against the Clippers, too. It is. And... Un- I'm, so, I'm sorry to jump in, but 
it's hard for me to talk about Kelly Oubre without shedding one individual tear <laughs> because we had Kelly Oubre. And when I say we, I mean the, the Washington Wizards yeah. had Kelly Oubre and we let him walk so we could keep Otto Porter, who we also ended up letting walk or maybe we even traded. I'm not sure. And then we had Trevor Ariza. And now we don't have him either. So we yeah. lost all three of those small fours. And I really liked, um, I really like Kelly Uber, especially for this area, because mm-hmm. he was doing a lot of good in the community. Um, really a fan favorite, and uh, he's just such a young guy. So yeah. it's like he wasn't even really given a chance to turn the corner. And now you see him kind of starting to to flourish in Phoenix. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know how much I can talk about Kelly Oubre. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry to cut you off. What were you gonna say? Nah, uh it's good. But um also the Warriors, I mean, I obviously expected them in that first game, you know, to take the L of the Clippers. Um, you know, kinda get I I wasn't surprised when they got blown out by about twenty points. But then they went out against OKC. Right. And I was like and I I was kind of sh- I was really shocked to, yeah. just to see, you know, the score and what the game was like at one point. I mean, yeah, they, they were they down were almost. Down, four. I'm sorry, they were ahead. down forty two points at one point. Oh man, sorry, you got the exact number. That, sorry for cutting you off. So. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, that. I mean, with OKC too. I mean, they got both Chris Paul and Stephen Adams. None of them are really like. Young dudes, definitely not Chris Paul. Stephen oh Adams, shots fired at Chris Paul. Um, Stephen Adams, I want to say about like twenty eight, so almost thirty now. So I mean, you know, they're not, it's not like they're a young running, um, running gun team. Right. They're, I mean, they're 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 kind of older. They got shy, they got that dude shy. I like him, but. Oh yeah, Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I, I like him. I I think Chris Paul could teach him some things, but um. Right, I agree. Yeah, but I mean the war. I mean to go against the Warriors, who, KD obviously changed a lot of things, but um, for them to to go out, and get just embarrassed like that, with a Russell Westbrookless, P- PG thirteenless, <laughs> OKC. I mean. That that that's got to be kind of embarrassing, right? And and we're watching the game right now. The Warriors are up by twenty just a minute ago, and now they're only up eight. So against the Pelicans, right? Yeah. And so hold on, before you give away too much with the teams, we wanted to kind of get into the winners and losers for this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so an, that's an exciting category. That that those are some exciting categories. If you're on the yeah. winner side, I guess not yeah. so much if you're on the loser side. But did you want to start off with, um, so we each, to kind of break it down, we each picked uh, a a winning player for the week and a winning team, and then on the flip side, a losing player and a losing team, Mm -hmm. right? So did you want to get into the winning player first, the winning team, the losing player, the losing team? How do you want to start this off? Uh, When I think think of a team, I think of really who their best player is, so I want to go with the winning player. Okay. Cool. So Who do you I, have down? I chose Trey Young. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, I mean he 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 might have maybe the best stats in the league. I don't know. I think Cap might have maybe a little bit better, but Trey Young, I mean, he he's averaging right now in thirty seven in thirty six and a half minutes, Trey Young is averaging thirty eight and a half points, nine assists, seven rebounds. 
His field goal is high uh, with 58.7 from the whole field, 55% from the three-point. Good gracious. Yeah, and then he, he's okay from the from the free throw, though. He's got 70, 75%, but, you know, he's – he he's kind of honestly been dominant a little bit yeah, these last been. couple of games. I mean, he's just been cooking and like no one no one's been able to stop him at all. Right. And you know it's like Trey Young. It it was a good like we we talked about him this summer mm-hmm. um gaining twenty one pounds. Right. I knew it was gonna have an impact, but it, I mean if it has this big of an impact right. for like the whole season. I don't know, like, he. Th- this is going to be something really scary. And right. his team is winning right now against the 76ers, who I think are going to make the finals later this this year. Mm-hmm. And he's got, like, 20 points, and I think they might have just hit half, maybe. Yeah, well, it's actually nine minutes left in the third quarter. Um. So, yeah, and they're 3-0 and right now, Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. So they're 3-0 in the week. No, they're 2-0. and 2-0, okay. And uh, they're beat. well, look. Philly just took the lead. So they're back and forth with Philly yeah. right now, um, which is a team who you said you expect to contend for a title this year. So that's pretty impressive. And we did, we watched Trey Young a lot on uh, like Chris Brickley, Black Ops basketball in the summer up in uh, Lifetime Sky in New York. So we watched a lot of those clips on Instagram um, and read the stories about him gaining the, the muscle mass, like you said. And uh, he was dominant in those open runs. Yeah. But to see it translate over... Uh, into the NBA season, like you said, is pretty phenomenal. And he's yeah. been very, very dominant. Yeah. I mean, he's lightning quick and just playing at a at a high, high clip. Um, do you think this is something that he can sustain throughout the whole season? Maybe not at this high of a level or this white hot of a level, but something close to it? I mean, I, I honestly believe he could mm-hmm. because, I mean, like, before I was thinking like you know like uh, I mean like he's he's gone against okay teams I mean I mean they're not like the greatest teams but now he's kind of doing the same thing against Philly mm-hmm. where he's got like twenty a half and can go for forty right. any time and he's still got like a bunch of assists yeah on the board too and he's got a decent amount of rebounds or mm-hmm. a. A, a good amount for his size. Right. So, I mean, he could, he could definitely sustain something close to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't seem like he's going to slow down right. anytime soon, really. So, right. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he's, like, literally pulling from the logo. Yeah. Like, he's pulling consistently from, like, 25, 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty scary. Definitely. But do you think that, uh, that increased strength? It's helping him not only to play better, but to do you think it's improving his range? Uh yeah, I mean yeah. he looks like he's shooting even easier. Right from there. Right. Um. So I mean I think that's not to say it wasn't in his range before, but it's become m- more so in his range, and it's it's gonna be a little more consistent. So I mean teams are definitely gonna have to start closing out. So I mean like it's it's gonna be a threat. So it's like you know Trey he. He's a lot stronger now, so he can he he's got a package like he can you know just hit you with a combination of moves and then you know get to the basket and draw that foul or mm-hmm. um or um lay it up on you he can um he can always just pass out of it he's he's 
a pretty good passer to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and he's it, an elite passer. Yeah, and it's shown from the um stats as well. And now he's gonna be able to pull from really from like really deep with more consistency is what I think. Yeah. So that's scary. I'm, yeah, that's scary. That's a whole entire package, like right. the whole entire arsenal. He right. can do that anytime. Yeah. And he's young too, so it's like he's got a lot of stamina. Yeah, he just turned twenty one. Yeah. Um, so to kinda, you know, piggyback on, on what you were saying, because Trey Young, I believe, is the Eastern Conference player of the week. Yep. And so I'm gonna go with the Western Conference player of the week in Carl Anthony Towns, big cat. Yeah. Big cat. Um <laughs> Shout out to my man, Matt Phipps, who's always been high on Big Cat. Um, and I haven't always been high on him because I think no. I, I've said that, like, I don't really like his motor, so to speak. Like, he has a lot of the, the technical aspects of the game and great size and great touch, but I just didn't like his motor. But Minnesota's off to a 3-0 start, start yeah. and Cat's been leading him, and he's been dominant, like, just snagging boards, um, pumped up playing with a, a, an entirely different intensity level, yeah. which is what I was looking to see from him. He's another young guy like Trey Young, only, I think, like 23 years old. Um, So I'm hoping that maybe he's starting to turn the corner right now. But for the week, Big Cat averaged 32 points, 13 rebounds, shooting 52% from the field with five assists and two blocks. That is, that'll, those are some monster numbers yeah. for sure. Um, and Wiggins also has been playing really well, so that helps. And I think that's part of the reason they're off to that 3-0 start. But as Cat goes, the Timberwolves go. And he's been dominant and he's been a leader. Um, and I've enjoyed watching him during this whole league pass uh, preview that we've been watching. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Big Cat for my winner for the week. Yeah. Would you would you say it's better than Trey Young? Uh-huh. Young's that? You know what? I don't know if I can necessarily say that it's better um, because, like you said, Trey Young has been very dominant. And I think sometimes because he's shorter, um, you know, the stature kind of fools people. So they're like, oh, a small guy can't dominate. No, Steph Curry has shown us that smaller guards can dominate. Mm-hmm. Uh, even taking it back to my day, Allen Iverson showed us that small guards can dominate. D. Rose. D. Rose, right? Uh um, Isaiah Thomas, the first Isaiah Thomas, the older Isaiah Thomas, right? I mean, the the second one was dominating too. He I was, mean, until, until he got injured, he right. was almost averaging thirty. So, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a great point, son. Maybe he could be like Trey Young too, because they both got the, the three ball. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think Isaiah Thomas shoots it from as deep, but he's yeah. also very very crafty, and he has a, a nice arsenal. And he's with my Wizards, and he played well the other night. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm hoping that he can kind of return to to that. MVP-esque form, and maybe we can win some games this year. Um, but to your qu- original question, I don't know if Cat's more dominant. I'd have to say maybe Trey Young. I'm going to go with Trey Young yeah. because he, you know, some of these logo shots he's pulling, like you said, he's just making it look effortless. And he's playing like he has a whole entirely different uh, gear to him. Like he's just coming off screens. He's extra sharp. He's pulling it with, like, you know, extra accuracy. He just looks very, very sharp. Yeah. But I like Cat as well. So yeah. I think they were named Converse Players of the Week for, uh, you know, they were well-deserving of those honors. Yeah, I, I want to go back to what you had said. I mean, yeah, with Cat, um, it was the same thing. He Like, just maybe, like, even a week ago before they played the first game, I was... 
I was honestly pretty mad at Carl Anthony Towns because <laughs> Why are you mad at him? <laughs> because he just is a big man and doesn't post up. Right. Like, he doesn't post up against nobody. He hates <laughs> it. I don't know if he doesn't now. Um, yeah, he's posting a little more this year. He's more aggressive this year. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Um. But you know th- those. Those first couple of years, I I there's a little literal compilation of him just you know a compilation not, yeah a compilation <laughs> of him just like trying to post up, and then it it's just it's just so weak uh-huh. like it, it it it's not effective at all right in right any way well a lot of times with with young big men they need to when they come into the league they need to improve their lower body strength. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why they don't post up as much is because even though they're big and they have a lot of mass, they don't have a lot of lower body strength to actually push people in the post. Yeah. Um, and so it looks like maybe he's been doing some squats or deadlifts or running hills or something because he's moving people this year. Yeah. Um, and it's 2019, almost 2020. The trend has been for big men to move further and further away from the basket. Yeah. So they're more stretch fours and stretch fives. They're shooting a lot of those trail threes, right? So... Posting up is not exactly as um, cool to what, as it was when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But I think someone must have gotten his ear. Maybe it was KG from Area 21 or something. <laughs> he was like, big man, you got to dominate, big man. Like, do something. But I think that's a great point that you made about him not posting up. Yeah. I mean... I I hope I hope he can I hope he can keep it up honestly because yeah. I I don't want to go back to that <laughs> that 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 would that would, I I just couldn't even watch it right he said it was hard to watch huh it was must not watch TV must yeah. not see TV yeah that's that's exactly what it was right well it's you know I think a common theme is emerging with Trey Young with Carl Anthony Towns with Devin Booker that I mentioned earlier. They're they're young guys, and this year they seem like they're playing with a different level of tenacity and focus. Mm-hmm. And you know, even coaching myself or myself coaching younger kids, like bringing intensity, that is a skill. Yeah. That and that can take your game. That can really make or break a player or make or break a team. And so you can be as skilled as you want to. If you don't have the proper intensity, you're not going to be successful. On the flip side, if you're not as skilled as someone, but you have a lot of intensity, like Patrick Beverly, then you can play for a long time and be successful. So yeah. I'm I'm happy to see these guys, these young guys, stepping their game up. Quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of things in um, in basketball. Um, that are unteachable. Mm-hmm. But are really valuable. Right. Like That's a good you, point. Like huh? your athleticism, like I mean that that's something more so that it's it's kind of teachable, but like how confident you are right. with your shot, um if you're like a good team player. Right. Um so like I mean that So the intangibles basically. Yeah, intangibles. Are very valuable. Yeah, and like even hand eye coordination, like that will help your shot too. Right. Especially if you're a guard. Right. So I mean I mean like those things again are not teachable but also very valuable at the same time. So I totally agree. So let's move on from the winners, Kat and Trey. To the losers for the week. I can't wait to get into this part. And I know... Wait, did we see the winner's team yet? 
No, do you, do you want to go to the winning team or do you want to go to losing losing individual and then go winning winning team, losing team? I like your idea better. You want to do that better? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, for shout out to Uncle Trey, first of all, because I know he's going to hate hearing this segment, but I'm going to let you go first. Who did you have as the losing individual? Because we're not going to say loser. That's kind of mean. The yeah. losing individual for the week, son. Man, now that kind of makes you feel bad. I put, I put, <laughs> lo- I put loser player. <laughs> you do have that written down in your notes. Yeah, loser I was, player. I was hurrying. <laughs> right. It's okay, but go ahead, share, share right. who you put down. I'm sorry, I like this person, but he has not been playing good. Mike Conley. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> break it down, son. So, it, not only it's not only the stats. The stats, when you hear them, it might be like, you might be like, oh, he's kind of just getting off to a slow start. But when, just when I tell you about the games. <laughs> okay, so for Mike Conley, he's been averaging in 27.3 minutes, 10 points, 5.3 assists, two, 2.3 rebounds. His field goal is 23.7 from the whole field. Seventeen point six from the three point. Ooh, that's bad. Um, his free throw was ninety percent. Um, I didn't write that down, but his free throw was ninety percent. Yeah, he's and, always been a good free throw shooter. Yeah, and he didn't get any blocks. <laughs> well, he's a smaller guard, so yeah. he's not gonna get a lot of blocks. No. Okay, but you said not just the numbers. We actually watched a couple games, and what did you think about those? No. No. <laughs> oh my, my. Well, what specifically? Why? What specifically makes you say no? He like he just didn't perform. Like he just didn't perform well. He didn't really help the team. Right. Like at all. He was playing bad. Like I, I legit thought in the Lakers game he had two points. I, I look over. He has thirteen. I was like, yeah. And you really were just quiet. Yeah. And didn't do anything. Like you can be quiet in a good way, but that's kind of rare. But you were just quiet in a really bad way. Right. And it wasn't right. good at all. It wasn't at helpful all. at all. <laughs> I saw I swear I saw him make like one floater. Yeah. And that's it. He um so in his first game he had five points and five assists, no rebounds. Oof. Nothing. That's rough. Yeah, that that's bad. Like very bad. Mm-hmm. And I think he had like two turnovers as well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and then in the second game he had he had like twelve points. I forget what else he had. Um, I didn't. Um, I forget who they played, but um, I I didn't really pay. I didn't really pay attention to that game. <laughs> and then the Lakers game. I remember this one well. He had he had like thirteen points. Like somewhere somewhere in like five like five assists, but like four turnovers mm-hmm. and he didn't shoot good at all like mm-hmm. he shot terrible and I think maybe I think in the first game yeah he he shot like 6.3 percent from the field yeah that's that's awful yeah that, that <laughs> I don't even know how you do that <laughs> right that's pretty bad yeah yeah I mean to to your point about Mike Conley and I like Mike Conley a lot like he seems like a nice guy and I've enjoyed watching him play even though he's kind of flown uh under the radar being in yeah. Memphis but the scary part to me is, like, he looks like he can't really turn the corner anymore. Uh-huh. Like, he looks like he's lost a step. Um, and for a guard, especially, since you can't really go over people, you need to be able to go around people. 
Mm-hmm. And he's not looking like he can do either one right now. I mean, he's not getting any type of separation um, on his drive. So I think that's why you see the the awful uh, shooting percentages and uh, just a, a overall lack of effectiveness. Yeah. So are, yeah. are you finished with Mike Conley? Can I go? Or are you you still got some more for him? No, I'm finished. With okay, him. I'm I'm okay. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna come off like a pure hater. Um, Again, shout out to Uncle Trey. But my losing player of the week is the beard, James Harden. Yeah. Good Lord have mercy. Um, So they're one and one, which isn't terrible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they're currently down 10 to OKC at home, which I know Chris Paul is probably very happy about. We'll turn to that game in just a minute. But here are the numbers for the week. James Harden is averaging 24 points a game, which on his face would seem pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Even though that's 12 less than he averaged last year. Yeah. Um, and nine and a half assists. Again, that would seem pretty good on his face, right? But nine and a half assists and seven and a half turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> that's like unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. So 24 points a game, nine and a half assists, seven and a half turnovers. He's shooting 24% from the field. Oh, my God. 24% from the field, including 12% from the three-point line. Oh, my God. 12%. In the last game, he was two for 18 from the three-point line. Now, the only reason why he's averaging that 24 points, despite his shooting so terribly from the field, is because he is shooting 96% from the free-throw line. Right? He gets to the free-throw line a lot. Um, Cause he is a cheater. Well, I, I I don't know if I say he's a cheater, but he jackknifes a lot. He flops a lot. He flails around, and, and he, he is strong, so he can you know go through some contact as well. And he also like you you kind of showed me. I didn't really pay attention to this, but he just you know kind of like how people like people give in the basketball they like bump you like kind of like bump you just a little bit. They don't really show it, but him no like the player will be like. A whole three feet away from him, and he'll still just like push him off with his whole entire hand. Yeah, he'll go into him like, and extend that off on. Just extend it all the way, and just right. Then he'll just go to the rim and either dump it off and throw a weird floater. Right. I mean, no, um, throw a weird lob. I mean, right, right. Or um, just kind of go up for the layup, or sometimes even get stuck in the air. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, the percentages speak for themselves. They're awful, but. Like, kind of what you were saying about Mike Conley, it's not just about the numbers, it's watching him play. Mm -hmm. And when I watch James Harden play, and I've been highly critical of him for a while, their style is just not conducive to winning in May and June, right? Because I feel like if you took any top player, like when they start throwing around stuff, James Harden's the best offensive player in the history of the NBA, that's ridiculous to me. Because Mm -hmm. if you took any top player, top perimeter player like a Kobe a Jordan, um, a Tracy McGrady, a Kevin Durant, yeah. and you just spread the floor out and said, let me go 1-4 low, um, and then have the big man come up and set multiple screens, any of those guys will put up insane numbers. But I don't feel like that's winning championship-level basketball. Yeah. And he can't go towards the basket and shoot a pull-up jump shot. All his pull-ups are stepping away from the basket. Yeah. Um, he doesn't finish well over people anymore, right? He's not yeah. quite as bouncy. 
because he's probably about 30, right? Mm-hmm. He's not very quick. He doesn't run on the wing. Yeah. He doesn't come off a down screen to shoot a one-two-step jump shot. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of... He can handle the ball great, and he can shoot off the dribble great as long as he's not going towards the basket. Yeah. But there are a lot of other limitations to his game that I'm just wondering if this is the year that people kind of figured him out. Yeah. Right? You see, like, in the Clippers game, was it the Clippers that beat him? Ooh, I can't remember. I the Bucks. No, the Bucks. That's right. I don't know why I thought it was the Clippers. In the Bucks game, the guys were just playing on the side of him. Yeah. On his left hand, on his literally on his left side, and shading him all the way right, mm-hmm. and he could not go right and stop and pull up for a jump shot. No. He had to either go all the way to the basket, like you said, and throw up like a funky floater or lob, um, or he would try to shoot over people. Like it was just very unorthodox and very weird to watch. Yeah. Now I know he's not going to shoot this way for the rest of the season, right? Because he's a former MVP. He'll pick it up and he'll start making shots. Hopefully. Well, hopefully, yeah. I don't think he's going to shoot um, 12% from the three-point line no. for the rest of the season, right? And average seven and a half turnovers, right? Yeah. He'll, he'll get better. But again, using my eyes, not just the numbers, using my eyes, he just doesn't look good to me. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, he has to get my, my losing player of the week yeah. trophy right not a loser loser play losing player of the week yeah and um, it's crazy because it's like people were kind of doing this last year but they were literally all the way like behind him yeah like yeah. just like guarding him from behind and he was still like kind of just sizing up yeah and they were just like waiting for him to go and then they would just chase him up yeah. i'm like i've never seen anyone be guarded <laughs> like this right ever. <laughs> right i agree not not and for people who say he's, like, one of the best offensive players ever, I've never seen Kobe, never seen Jordan, never seen McGrady, never seen Kevin Durant, never seen any one of those dudes ever get guarded like that. Yeah. Ever. It's kind of unbelievable, right? Yeah, I've never. You have, like, no, you have to face up on these dudes, especially, like, Kobe, because if you do that on Kobe, he's probably just going to, like, shoot a shot and try to draw a foul. Yeah. And it's probably going to make it. He's going to have a whole bunch of numbers. And, yeah. and he's so athletic, too, and fast, so he'll just drive right by you and just dunk the ball. Yeah, so, he so. might have another 81. Or yeah. even someone like Kawhi Leonard. Like, and and I, mm-hmm. I posted this on, on Facebook the other day, yeah. and I had a lot of people agree with it, but there were a couple people who were, like, really caping for James Harden. But I said Kawhi Leonard is a much more complete offensive player. Definitely. Because he can post you up and shoot fadeaways over either shoulder. Um, he can come off a down screen and shoot a one-two step jump shot. And he can shoot a, a pull-up jump shot going either way, left or right. He can drive towards the basket, which is collapsing the defense, putting the, the primary defender on his heels, and then raise up and shoot. I haven't seen James Harden be able to do that. Okay. Now, his step back is lethal. You know, some might say it's a travel, but it's within the, the, the rules. So it is a lethal move, but that's, again, going away from the basket. So yeah. I don't want to harp too much on James Harden. I feel like I gave him a lot of smoke right there. Um, great, great player, but just I had to pick him for the losing player of the week. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, son. Yeah. So let's get back to the winners. Who did you have as your winning team for the week? Uh, I chose Trey Young 
Um, and a part of that is no, no, not Trey Young. That's the individual. No, I know. I I chose Trey Young for my winning player. Oh, my fault, man. I'm and, jumping in. No, that's okay. But <laughs> a part of that is because I also chose the Atlanta Hawks for my winning team. Right. Um. It's be and the reason is because they're two and zero. They're two and zero. That's the best record in the East. Um. And they even have a ch- they even have a chance of winning this game. Um, as well, they're up one point going into the fourth quarter now. Mm-hmm. Um, and their record is also the second best in the whole NBA. So, I mean... Tough. So, I mean, it's like... Like, their current record is the, the second best in the whole NBA. So, it's like... I mean... Th- I mean, like, that... From Atlanta... I mean, no one's really going to expect that from Atlanta. Right. Coming into the season, they're going to expect to be, like, Clippers... Lakers, Golden State, something like that, but no, no one's thinking the the Atlanta Hawks. Right. I mean, this is a big win for them and whoever their coaches. Right. Um. <laughs> whoever their coaches. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it just just everybody on that team and the organization organization. So I mean, if they can keep the if they can keep this up, I mean, they can honestly because right now I could see them making the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, well, they're playing young and hungry for sure right now. Yeah, and who's their coach? Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce. We just looked that up. The power of Google's, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, congratulations to you, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, and also big win for Vince Carter too. Right. Because he's going into he's going into his last NBA season, longest NBA career ever. Right. So I mean, th- I mean, if he could make the playoffs and have a good run, um, or you know, just his team performing way better than they were suppo- than they were supposed to this season, I mean, I mean, that's good for Vince. That's a great. That, that's a great way a great to end run it. for half man, half amazing, right? Yeah, not a lot of players, not a lot of NBA legends end off going to the playoffs right. either. That's a good so, point. I mean. Hey, man, keep it up, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with, and this is another shout-out to Uncle Trey because I'm going to show him some love here, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. I did not see this coming, who are currently 2-1. and one. Now you're probably wondering, like, why I picked Phoenix because there's some other teams that are undefeated. Yeah. And obviously I just told you that Phoenix <clears throat> dropped the game. But they beat the Clippers. Yeah. Right? Without... And and Phoenix did not have DeAndre Ayton, Mm-mm. right? Who was first team all rookie last year. So beating yep. the Clippers and scoring one hundred and thirty points, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That was a huge win for them. Um, and like I said earlier, I really enjoyed watching Devin Booker play the other night. Like he was fired up. And yeah. I've long said he's got the skill set, but I just don't know if he has the dog. True. But the other night, he showed the dog, and he did not back down. He gave Patrick Beverly buckets. He gave Lou Williams buckets. He gave Kawhi Leonard buckets. He gave everybody some buckets. And that was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and it showed just the the collective energy of their whole team was just, he raised all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I enjoy watching that. And I think that they they showed some promise and actually might be a, a, a sleeper team. We'll see if they can sustain it and make it into the playoffs. But like yep. I said, I think they've got some good pieces there. So mm-hmm. that's what I picked. True. I mean, like, Devin Booker, I mean, he I mean, he definitely, like, 
he he's got a good jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got kind of limited hops. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're not too they're not too limited. I mean, he can definitely get up there anytime. So I mean, he, um, he's also he's also kind of crafty too. He's very crafty, he, and he's one of those. Shooting guard, he's um not a James Harden player. He can definitely go to a spot and just shoot the pull up. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, so I mean that's a that's a already a big advantage. Yeah. You know, he just again needed to play with more intensity, and right. like you say, he did that against the Clippers. So I mean, he can do that against the Clippers, who are supposed to be the best defensive team in the whole league, and like, you know, for. Some like the whole like I don't even know like decade maybe like one of the best teams in the whole this whole decade or something like that. Right. I mean that that that's, that's tough. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, I I've often argued who's the best two guard between um, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and C.J. McCollum. Yeah. So you know it's gonna be interesting to see if any of those guys can kind of separate themselves. CJ did a little bit last year by his his uh playoff run where he had some big games. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what Beal and Booker can do. Yeah. So as we're we're getting kinda up there in time, let's hurry up and get to our losing team of the week. Who did you have, son? Uh Golden State. <laughs> oh man. I know you were waiting to give them that that title. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uncle Trey. <laughs> right. This, more shots. More shots right at Uncle Trey. We love you, Uncle Trey. Congratulations too, but I mean, <laughs> what happened though? What happened to Chef? <laughs> I mean, he obviously didn't do much, did he? I yeah. mean, it shows. And third, okay. So I just want to start off by saying. They're 0-2, 13th in the West, 27 in the NBA, and they were beat by nearly 20 points in both games. Now, I mean, that may not sound like the worst, but, like, I mean, like, that's still very bad. But, okay, so the first game, they were getting beat. They, okay, so they got beat, by the, they got beat by the Clippers. At one point, I think they were down by maybe even 30, I think. It it got bad, you know. It's just the at the end, you know, everyone kind of got subbed out. Um, you know, like Kawhi and Lou Will and all those dudes. Yeah, I think and Kawhi only played like twenty four minutes or something. Twenty. He's only played twenty one oh, and man. only dropped twenty one points. That's all I needed. Right. <laughs> and I and I mean, he still went out and just destroyed the Warriors. Right. Uh, he destroyed Chef again. <laughs> that sounds personal, Sean. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, Steph, Steph thought it was sweet. Steph thought it was over, and Kawhi was like, "Okay, okay, I got something for you. I got okay." So, I mean, yes, yeah, Steph. I mean, you can take it personally if you want. I, I, I mean, it is what it is. Kawhi had to do what he's got, what he got to do. Might be quiet, but right. Still, still a Terminator, huh? He's still, <laughs> he's still a Terminator, and, um, yeah, and um, so the Clippers destroy, um, not really like super destroyed or anything, but they 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 smacked the Warriors right by a lot, and then OKC came okay, back and got them o- again, right? OKC, now that one had me caught off guard, right? I mean, 
down by nearly 42 points. Yeah, I don't think uh, no, anybody no, saw that coming. Like, the, yeah, that with OKC. I mean, Chris Paul, Steven Adams. Right. I mean, Shy, he's good, but I mean, Steph Curry, D'Lo, right. Draymond. Yeah. And, and you still get smacked by that much. Right. I mean, like. I don't. I don't know how this. Ha- I don't know how how that happens. Like that. That straight up just cannot happen when it's OKC. And even, even if that happened last year, like, I mean, the, that that would still that would still be really embarrassing for Golden State. Right. But but it's ha- now it's happening this year where they only got Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it was a really ugly game. It was. Well, yeah. after, after that game, Draymond said, we suck. And that's a quote from him. He wow. said, we suck. Um, and after the first game, Steve Kerr said, this is a new normal for us. So it seems like they're kind of, um, you know, not very high on, on what they're accomplishing so far. But they are up against the Pelicans right now. Um, they're kind of giving it to them pretty good. So Yeah, but... Um he said we suck. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> he said we need to play harder, but right now we suck. Dang. Bro, <laughs> I mean, uh, when you, I mean, when you put it like that, though, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't sound as bad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I mean, especially when you're saying it out to the social media. I mean, like, some of your teammates can take that, can take that real personal. Right. Well, he didn't say yeah. it on social media. He said it during the interview. Yeah. I mean, when you say it out loud and on public television, I mean, some of your teammates, that can definitely, you know, hurt some of them. Right, be a little demoralizing. Hurt your relationship with not only your teammates, but all of the whole entire, like, staff and stuff. Like, you know, your coach, you know, may reduce the the amount of minutes you play. Well, I mean, it's Draymond, and he's, you know, one of the team leaders, so I think he has a certain amount of cachet built up to where he can say something like that, but you do have to kind of tread lightly especially since they have nine players under the age of 23. You know, their their egos could get maybe bruised a little easily. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's especially because he, he's been there with guys like Curry and Clay mm-hmm. for, like, his whole career. They've all been together right. since all of them have been drafted, right. all been on the same team. You know, have um had that chemistry, been winning championships, right? And for you know him to go out there and say that, I mean, like that 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 probably um affected them. That kind of hurt them a little bit. Well, so. maybe he was trying to light a fire, and maybe you, let's uh let's kind of pivot towards the last team, the losing team of the week. And I was going to go with the Houston Rockets, but that would have been a little too easy. And to their credit, they're up by two right now um, against OKC. Came back. So, yeah, they kind of came back and not kind of. They came back and they took the lead. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Mm. Because obviously it's not their fault that Zion is out right now. But yeah. that was a huge letdown thing. Everybody kind of felt that one yep. when, you know, we got the news that he wasn't going to play. So that's part of the reason why they lost the week. But then also they're zero and three, and they're just not yet not they're not looking very good, um, giving up one hundred twenty six points a game. And J J Reddick seems to be their only real well 
J.J. Redick and Josh Hart are the only real shooters, right? Mm. Brandon Ingram is a sometimes shooter, um, and he's playing well, but just from the three, they're not shooting the ball well um, at all, in my opinion. And I kind of touched on this in the last episode uh, of The Hoop Life. Lonzo Ball, man, he just, you know, he looks very pedestrian, for lack of a better term. Um, He's averaging like 14 points, five or six assists, but I just don't see... He hasn't turned that corner or elevated his game, kind of like the yeah. guys that we spoke about before in the Trey Young and the Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker's, who look more crisp and more intense this year. Yeah. Lonzo, he's just kind of like, he's chilling, in my opinion. And he still can't shoot. Um, I think I wrote his numbers down here somewhere. Uh, 39% from the field. Now, Granny's shooting 38% from the three, but only 39% from the field and only 67% from the free throw line. Mm. Um, the one bright spot is that he is does have an assist-to-turnover ratio of almost 7-1. to one. We know he can pass, yeah. but it's like he needs to have a bigger imprint on the game um, and to help them win some games. So I'm going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans as my losing team of the week. Hopefully they can get Zion back sooner rather than later and turn some things around because I think – um, they can be a very exciting team to watch if things start to come together for them. Yeah, and I, I mean, it really surprises me with Lonzo Ball. I mean, he seemed like, you know, last year, especially with that defense, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming together and getting more, like, recognized more so for the little things that he does, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being like a little, like, Andre Iguodala-ish type, right. like, type thing, like, doing something like he does, doing the little things that help you win, mm-hmm. that really help you, um, your team win the games. The intangibles, right? Yeah, the intangibles. Like, I mean, if, like, I thought those things were going to kind of come together and he was going to become, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, he... Just take his game to another he, he level, just, right? He's going to take his game to another level. That's what level. I thought. Yeah, I thought he was um, this season, but I mean... Um, I, I, I don't really know what's happening. Maybe he's starting off slow or something. Right. Or maybe it's just he's it it's not gonna come together. Right. And, I mean he's he's gonna kinda stay the stay, stay the same. Right. Be, you know, because right now he hasn't turned the corner. He he hasn't played good at all, mm-hmm. like you said. And all all he can really do right now is just pass mm-hmm. and we know that too, so Right. Um yeah, and plus in the first game that they played, I mean his defense was okay. Right. It could have been it could have been better, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just not bringing that intensity. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just yeah he he just like seriously he hasn't turned that corner, um, and needs to and is you know kind of far away from that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know so. Yeah. We'll we'll see how we'll see how it works out for Lonzo. Yeah, maybe he needs to change that jump shot. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I just you know, and we could do a whole podcast episode about that. Um, these guards coming out who are drafted really high, who can't shoot, like Lonzo Ball, like Markel Fultz, like Ben Simmons, who just have awful jump shots. Maybe we'll do that in another another episode. Yeah. Um, but I think this has been a great episode. Winners and losers, something that we should probably do on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had fun with you again, son. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah. Hold on, I I want to say something about what you just said. Okay. So, two out of three of those dudes 
that got drafted really high, but you know can't shoot. Two out of three of them have been traded. Yeah, that's a good point. And and, point. and plus, it's it's really early, and it's both in like what the first two years of their career. Yeah. Obviously, Markel Fultz not playing that much because of you know his shoulder and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Lonzo Ball, I mean, he he was he was playing he was playing pretty good, and honestly, you can almost you can almost say it wasn't really his fault, mm-hmm. but because like of how big the, how how much the Lakers were chasing Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And just needed him like quickly, and would, you know, definitely be willing to trade Lonzo Ball if they if they needed him because they needed him now before right. LeBron James right before his window closes before his window closes, um, but I mean yeah so that that's all I really wanted to say so that's that that that's not that's not a really good way to really start off your your career yeah I totally agree. Totally agree. And like I said, we could probably do a whole episode on non-shooting guards versus shooting guards. Or yeah. guards who can't shoot versus guards who can shoot. Yeah. So like Lonzo, Ben Simmons, those guys on one side, and then Trey Young and Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, those guys on another side. Yeah. Um, but it's getting late, mm-hmm. and you have school tomorrow morning, yep. and I have work in the morning. So I think we should wrap this up. Thank mm-hmm. you guys again so much for turning tuning in to another episode, episode three of the Hoop Real. Life with Sean and Sean podcast. Crazy. Um, that is crazy. And in, in the LA voice. Crazy. 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 I'm your host, Sean Taylor Sr. And I'm your host, Sean Taylor Jr. Um, hope y'all enjoy watching this. Not watching it. They haven't we haven't video recorded yet. They had to or, listen to it. Yeah, listen. I, I don't know why I keep saying that. It's <laughs> it's just like I like I I just always think like oh well, same same thing. I don't know if it's the it's that or just like forget. Right. But um. You just yeah. getting ahead of yourself. We haven't video recorded yet, but we will be doing that soon. Yeah, when we get the equipment and you know just figure out how to get it set up. We're not really like tech savvy, but um, <laughs> right. Yeah, we will. We will. Right. Get to that point, but uh. Yeah, again, thank you guys for watching this. Um, you still watching it again? The, I'm listening <laughs> to Thank you guys for listening into into the podcast. Um, oh, yeah, real quick. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and I feel like there was one more. If you have any of those platforms, please subscribe and share. Um, and we appreciate the support. But go ahead, close us out. Yeah, and um, thank you guys. Um, I, um, Whoever um, tuned in on the Facebook Live, where we, um, you know, kind of ask you guys to just subscribe, check us out, um, you know, kind of rate us too, and leave us a comment, comment on the podcast, and um, you know, did that as well. Um, thank you guys a lot. I mean, that really does help. Um, we're we're trying to make this thing a lot bigger. And, you know, we can't do that without your support. So, um, thank you guys. Thank you guys a lot for helping us out with that. And um, if you haven't do that, if you haven't done that and you like this podcast, please do do so. Please do that. Um, I think it, it's really good. I think I think we give really good content to all the people. I think we know a lot about the game. Um, so, I mean, yeah. And you don't see a lot of father-son um, podcasts, not just basketball podcasts, but 
father-son podcast in general. It's true. So, I mean... I mean that's not, that's definitely something new. So right, and I didn't tell him to say that either. <laughs> no. So um, yeah, thank you guys a lot. Um, hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> that's right. And uh, peace. Peace. Good night.